Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee, where we take a deep dive into all the big incidents and decisions over the SPFL weekend. And we'll take a wee look at some of the major issues down south as well. It's been kicking off down there. With me today, Des Roach and David McDonald. Des, um, really exciting stuff over the weekend. Scottish Cup is usually all about the thrills and spills, but unfortunately it was about VAR and, well, goals that shouldn't have been and might not have been. I just wish it was still about the thrills and spills. <laughs> unfortunately, yes, there's been a highlight shone upon decisions and contentious decisions at that. But we're only here to to, to give an opinion, and um, yeah, let's see how we let's see how we go on with it. I mean, it really was uh, the, the the big talking point of the weekend was at Ibrox, the the Rangers Partick Thistle game, where you see that unusual scenario where um, you know after a, a controversial moment, uh, Rangers allow Partick Thistle to go up the park and score. We've seen it a few times over the years in European games and also in England, but to happen on our own doorstep was was quite extraordinary. And is there a way that all of this should not have happened? I mean, I mean, look, just to take it back to the beginning, Malik Tillman is fouled. He's lying on the ground. Rangers kick the ball out and they fully expect to get it back from Partick Thistle. And then when Thistle take the throw in, they don't immediately give it back, but they try in some sense or form. Tillman nicks it from him by pressing as he should and ends up scoring and it causes mayhem. Let's take it back to, as you quite rightly said, Rangers have put the ball out expecting the ball to come back, which normally happens. Malik Tillman wasn't aware that that situation has occurred because he's lying in the ground and he's, he's backs to the ball. The referee can't he can't influence that decision. As soon as that ball comes back in from the throw-in, the game is live. What he can do if he was clever, he could manage that situation maybe a wee bit better and maybe be shouting to Tillman or expect the Rangers players to be shouting to Tillman saying, no, no, it's coming back. But the referee can't be seen to be having a significant influence on that. Unfortunately, Kevin Holt has had the worst second touch that's uh, probably been seen. Well, first touch even. First touch, second touch, <laughs> probably his fifth touch if he needed it. Um, yeah, that's what's brought that on. Malik Tillman is within his rights to press that ball because you cannot tell a player, do not go for it. However, if you're cute enough and if you're clever enough, you can try and manage that situation. But it happened so quickly, it was very difficult. So I'm not going to castigate the referee for that one there that was just a, a player was oblivious to what actually had gone on before it and quite rightly and, and thankfully Michael Beale showed terrific sportsmanship to say no no that was wrong we're not going to have this game influenced by that decision and went ahead um, and Patty Thistle then went up uh, and scored as much as I'm sure Alan McGregor was kicking his back studs into the ground as he was <laughs> attempting not to let Scott Tiffany score that goal but could David Monroe not say, well, actually, the, the throw-in's been in the wrong place there. Lads will need to take it again. He could have. And again, that's about managing that situation. I think if you were quicker on the uptake, you would have said something like that. But as soon as that ball's come in and he's let it go, game's on. This is an unwritten rule, though. This is not a law. I nope. mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, a sportsmanship scenario in football, but it doesn't always happen that you give the ball back to the, the other team. It's not obligatory. No, it's absolutely not. It's as you said, it's unwritten. It's probably expected now. I think all of us have seen games where the balls went out and how many times do you see it? Someone's thrown it back in or passed it back in and the crowd applause and the opposition applaud it as well. Mm-hmm. Um so no, he's done nothing wrong other than the referee maybe not managing the situation, maybe a wee bit better. And as you quite rightly said, he probably could have blown that whistle and said, No, no, you're ten yards too far forward or etc and just kill it. Or the other thing was, like like you say, has he announced to the throng 
that this is what's happening. You know, should he not shout and say, right, lads, you know, it's this little throw, they're going to give it back to you, OK? Again, no, he's not allowed to say that. He's not allowed to say that? No. Really? Yeah, he's not allowed to say that. I find he, that astonishing. Yeah. I think, as I said, not allowed doesn't mean it doesn't happen, uh-huh. but he's not under the laws of the game. He's he's not allowed to have that influence on that on that decision there. Is I'm that, not a massive fan of this, by the way. See, see they're giving the ball back uh-huh. on certain occasions. They'll tell him look like he got a sore one. Yeah. So on that occasion, Rangers have kicked the ball out, gone out of play, part of the throw and give it back to Rangers. So in these situations, I get that. See if a player goes down with cramp in the 85th minute, I'm sorry, but if your fitness is not up to standard to play 90 minutes without getting cramp <laughs> and, and you know your teammates do it and it gives it back, no, no. For me, it's like we had possession, we had the ball, we've kicked it out. Do you know what I mean? We're going to take it from here and we're going to attack it. I'm no for this putting it back into play, obviously giving it back, but then starting your attacking play from the back as well. No massive fan of it. Actually, I recall that when they used to throw it straight back to the opposition rather than throwing it and then kicking it sort of thing. You know what I mean? The throwing would just be given, but that'd be simpler, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Um, <laughs> again, I, I recollect that as well. The ball just, if you're a the left back of Patrick Thistle, oh. Kevin Holt at the time, just throw it to the right back. Right. The Rangers and say, right, let, let's restart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, is it a tactical move that they, they throw it back to the your own defender who they, puts the ball back to the goalkeeper? Well, he can get it further up the park, presumably. Exactly. Further uh, away from Thistle's area. Yeah, yeah. So, But no, at that moment in time, David could have been cuter. Probably could have. Can he influence that decision or manipulate it if he was a bit quicker? Yeah. You're probably not going to the way. I mean, how many times has that happened to you in your career? If it happens every week, you're probably going to go, I know what to do here. <laughs> like Lindsay says, you took the throw in for the wrong position. Come on, get to, get with it, guys. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And Tillman, by that point, is has realised what's happening. Yeah. But yeah. because it's something that, I mean, when's the last time we've seen this? I mean, it's uh-huh. it's something you normally see in Europe somewhere, a social media video popping up of this type of incident. So. It's a, it's a, I was going to say a generally, generational thing. It's probably every couple of years you'll see something like that happen mm-hmm. see I, I do remember it I think it was Wickham Wanderers or something yeah. in England uh-huh. uh, where something like that has happened and they've just went right okay part of the Red Seas we go up score we start again mm-hmm. uh, but it's certainly the first time in Scottish football that I can recollect the other thing I was going to say about that actually was if we'd had the on-field referee announcements would that have helped the referee being mic'd up to the crowd uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would be I'd like to have heard that one. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it would have helped, but I would I would like to have heard what the, the conversation potentially could have been at that moment in time. And is there anything to learn from this from for the from the authorities' point of view or from clubs' point of view? Should there be something set in stone? Like David says, you know, it, it's a it's not obligatory and and if he, his team is looking for a goal, why should he give the ball back to the opposition? Well, see the fact that it's not incorporated in the laws of the game. If you try and put something as a communal agreement between all 42 clubs mm-hmm. it's not in the laws so it's up to any one team to go well do you not know no I'm going to I'm just I'm going to take it ahead and I'm going to go and press that defender and I'm going to score because there's nothing illegal about it so I think you'd be setting a dangerous precedent if you try to get commonality mm-hmm. among all 42 professional clubs Mind, mind a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the white card that's a classic example where Michael Beale gets a white card for doing the right thing well done Michael there's a white card <laughs> you probably get two white cards because Ian McCall went across and shook his hand as well so you probably they, they would have been getting dished out Ibrox yep <laughs> <laughs> and listen there's a few other things around that whole incident Des I mean uh, first of all the challenge by Milne on Tillman in the first place he, he, he trips him and then he stamps on him and, and doesn't get any Retribution whatsoever. Yeah, I think it was a naughty one. 
certainly worthy of a certainly worthy of a yellow card. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it wasn't picked up by the referee in the first instance because he can see that obviously Tillman's Tillman's hurt. He had a good view of it. The assistance there, VAR's there, fourth officials there. It was certainly worthy of a of a disciplinary action. Red card probably pushing it too much, mm -hmm. but certainly worthy. Certainly worthy of a caution. Yeah. And then when Malik dances his way into the Partick Thistle box and sticks the ball in the net, um, it was like the fight scene in West Side Story, wasn't it? When uh, all these guys started surrounding him, he was thrown to the floor by Kevin Holt and pushed and jostled by Aaron Muirhead and Jamie Snedden. But no action taken against him either. At this point, is David Monroe panicking? I think he certainly would have been at that moment in time, uh, certainly from, from watching it. I would have said there should have been more of a presence now, David did stand at the edge and he, he's watching, he's seeing what's going on. Mm -hmm. So from my interpretation of that, he's looking at what's going on, who are the protagonists, and then let it fizzle down, as it always does. Because these coming together are never they're never malicious. There's never never a proper well, punch was, thrown. It, it was thrown it to was, the ground. Yeah, it was thrown to the ground. I agree. I would have expected stronger sanctions there. Mm. And unfortunately, David didn't take that. I think it was only one yellow card came from it. And it wasn't Kevin Holt who was the protagonist mm -hmm. in putting Malik Tillman on the floor. I would expect it a bit more and I would also expect VAR and the fourth official to be interpreting and, and giving their information in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that was the best. The referees, the referees use that as a situation where they understand the players' frustrations and angers are high. So they just, they relax themselves a wee bit and go, do you know what, if I start dishing out cards here, it'll be like bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Do they go understand Partick Thistle players frustrations with us so would you become quite reserved with your approach to that what I would do or sorry what I would expect to be done is these players are coming in in a heightened situation so you pick out the one that's really looking out to you saying right who started this and then you pick out one from the other team who's ran a number of distance to get involved as well and go do you know what I'm going to be strong here so you're involved so Kevin Holt mm -hmm. potentially yellow card and a another mm -hmm. yellow card and he sent out a message saying, look, I'm in control here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I know what's going on. David stood outside it for quite a bit of time. Do you know what? Let it go in, then go in, separate them, take one from each team, caution each of them, send your message across saying, no, I'm in control. I know exactly what's happened here. And you stamp your authority on it. I didn't feel that happened at that moment in time. And once that happens, who has initiated the let's thistle, let the thistle go up and score the goal? Does the referee come across and talk to Michael Beale about it? Obviously, Rangers had agreed to it or, or suggested to Thistle this is what happens. I guess the referee can have no involvement there. He no. just he has to be advised by the, 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 the club that this is going to happen. The referee is absolutely passive at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. The referee has got no, no control, no jurisdiction, purely between the Rangers manager and his team mm -hmm. who said no obviously we are going to allow them to that was a, a goal that was not correct mm -hmm. so we are now going to, so that's only came from from the Rangers management and David has to just allow it to go as much as it's obviously choreographed you can see it but the referee has no control over it at that moment in time now, what I would have loved to have seen was Alan McGregor save it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give us a few more talking points. <laughs> uh, but no, no, the referees get no, the referees get no control over that. It wasn't a great day at the office for David and his team and the VAR guys as well, really. Um, two penalty calls at Ibrox, one for either side. And uh, you could argue that neither of them were penalties. First one given for Partick Thistle. And I think it took us a while to work out why it was a penalty, wouldn't it? And the ball coming off Kevin Holt's header and catching 
uh, Antonio Cholak on the arm. It's not a penalty. We've said this a million times. Now, again, I'll, I'll clarify here. I have never said that the penalties against Conor Goldson should be penalties. I've always said that under the laws of the game, the three handball incidents that we, we get castigated about, they're not penalties under the laws of the game. In the same world, everybody expects penalties. The Antonio Cholak one there yesterday, again, under the laws of the game, yes, it's a penalty. But in the same world, it's never a penalty. He's jumping. He's trying to balance. He's backs to the, the player coming in. Mm-hmm. He has no opportunity not for the ball to hit him. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happened. The ball has hit him. He's not hit the ball. Why in goodness earth is that being given as a penalty kick? Under the current laws of the game, I agree. But no, not for me, not for Lindsay, not for David, not for anybody is it anybody expecting a penalty kick. That's come from VAR though, hasn't it? That's yeah, it's come from VAR. You've seen that. It's come from them. Yep. And actually, if anything, it's less of a penalty than the, the Goldson ones that you're making reference to, Des, that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you were quoted as saying that, you know, he's had more saves than Alan McGregor this season. Yes, it's never a penalty. It's, it's ridiculous. I you're, mean, and, You're going and, to get my Twitter page <laughs> firing through again. That. But no, seeing that incident, I would like to have seen David. Now, David's seen it. He's not been obstructed. Mm-hmm. He's had a clear view on it. He's not given it. Unfortunately, Stephen Kirkland was VAR at that moment in time, mm-hmm. has asked David to come across. That is the time that the VAR should have been overturned for the first time. Not the Ryan Kent one against Aberdeen when Willies went across and, and overturned the decision that Nick Walsh should give him. That was the ideal situation to overturn VAR for the first time. And what doesn't sit easy with me is David's not given the penalty. He's seen it. He's been asked to come across, review it. Mm-hmm. He's watched it on the TV and then he's agreed he's overturned his own decision. And mm-hmm. it's not the first time he's done it at Ibrox this year. I would like to think that David could have been stronger at that moment in time. And I'm choosing my words quite succinctly here. I would like to have seen him being stronger and saying, no, it's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, Willie Collum had done uh, in the Rangers-Aberdeen game yep. when he didn't send off Ryan Jack, having been asked to review. Yes. So it's, it's, that was, I think that was such a rarity, isn't it, that the referee doesn't stick by his own decision do you know one of the best decisions I've seen this season I think it was, it was this season it was with Far. one of the first games that it was played uh, St Minnan versus Rangers where Ryan Kent goes in the box he dives well sorry he doesn't dive it looks like he dives Kevin Clancy books him for diving he's then asked to check Var, goes over checks Var, and goes yeah do you know what I made a mistake there I'm going to take this card off him I'm going to give Rangers a penalty to me that's a strong referee mm-hmm. who's willing to put himself and go yeah I just got that absolutely wrong and I'm happy and I'm comfortable to do that because I'd much rather referee the game to the best of my ability and use VAR what it's been introduced to do which is to help referees with clear and obvious errors yeah because you can't if you don't take that advice and you know it's wrong you're almost doubling you're compounding it by getting it wrong twice Mm -hmm. so no I I, I totally agree but in that decision there um, and Kevin was quite rightly the the Ryan Jackman going over on scene and going oh no I've got that wrong as we've seen with Don Robertson just recently up at um, Dundee United Celtic yep. with the penalty mm-hmm. going over and getting it wrong but to not overturn that one yesterday um, given that handball I mean come on it just makes it more difficult I feel it makes it difficult next weekend for other referees to go in referee games because we're seeing these handballs all the time Conor Goldson for example and now fans are looking at that going that's a penalty because if you give Kovac that last week you've got to give this one this week it just makes it almost impossible to referee the game it is, yeah, and it's 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 human. It's human error. Um, we've said it numerous times. As long as you've got humans involved, you're <laughs> going to have an opinion. We don't always have to agree with that opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, and I'm sure we're going to come on to some other things later on, but 
in Scotland are we the only country that has this this affiliation with the handball uh, controversies and handball interpretation and application? Technically, I think it does, but we're maybe going to touch on that a wee bit later. No, indeed. I've listened. It was certainly Mal- Malik Tillman was certainly in the in in all of the action in the game. Let's say against Thistle, he was. I mean, he technically should have been booked for a, a, a an effective rugby tackle on one of the Thistle players, didn't he? Just outside the penalty area. Yeah. Uh, again, it doesn't matter where the ball is at that moment in time. The ball had been played up the the left wing mm-hmm. uh, by Rangers, and Malik Tillman certainly looked as if he had a, a rugby tackle on the the edge of the penalty area. If that's a foul, doesn't you don't have to be involved with the ball and mm-hmm. involved in active play, but if you're committing a foul, mm-hmm. then it is a foul. So yeah, I thought that one should have been picked up as well because it was it was quite cl- uh, glaringly obvious, mm-hmm. um, and it was picked up on TV. Yeah. So why it wasn't picked up on VAR? I'm quite unsure about that as well. And then on the other end, he's dance. He's trying to dance his way into the box. He's kind of tripped or pulled back by Stuart Bannigan, which looks as if it starts outside of the box, Des, but it continues into the box, and that's why it was given as a penalty. I can only assume that it continued into the box. Certainly, when you look at the replays, Bannigan looks as if he's got a he's got a hold of him. They've came together. It was quite unclear because it's Bannigan's right arm and Tillman's sort of left hand side. So. Because it's inconclusive, I can only go and accept David's decision on that, um, or the assistant referee as well. But it, 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 it did look a wee bit a wee bit scruffy, but no, I'm quite happy to, to go along with that. I'll continue with that. I don't think it was a penalty at all. No? No. All the contacts outside the box. But can you can, can you categorically say that Bannigan wasn't holding him as he entered the penalty area? I think you can say there might potentially be a couple of fingers so on the shirt sleeve. Might. But you can't give a penalty on might. Surely a team cannot lose... Uh, you know, three points in a league or the next round of the Scottish Cup on a might. Do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where does the advantage yeah, go yeah. to? Yeah. In that situation, surely you've got to be 100% like, yeah, that, that that pull on his shirt is ultimately what's brought him down. We all know what was brought him down as his legs were tripped 100%. There's no dispute in that. And he's fallen already. He's falling into the box. So if you ask me, in my opinion, like, I'm only backing up David here, mm-hmm. thinking the process that he went through. In my opinion, no, it's not a penalty. Because how can you pull somebody's shirt and your two feet come off the ground, right? Which which is what we've all seen. However, we're not here to chastise referees and stab them in the back. Where I'm looking at it is there is contact, he is pulling. It started outside the penalty area. Has it continued in? I'm not sure. So therefore, I'm going to give the referee the benefit of the doubt. For me, is it a penalty? No. The thing is, I think it was actually mentioned on Sports Scene that... The initial decision was penalty. Hmm. Go and check VAR. Once they would check VAR, they would have seen it was outside the box. So then maybe they've looked for something else. They've looked for that, what happened in the box. And then gone, right, okay. So that but that's not, that short pull, if it happened inside the box, is not what they initially gave the penalty for. They gave but the I penalty for the trip. I think they'll look at it as it's continual contact mm-hmm. and a continual a continuation of, of the foul. Now, I don't agree so with if that. So it, if it's continual, does it not then go back to the initial starting phase? No, no, first no, no, it's no. continual. So if it, so if he's if he's made a foul and it continues into the box, so it's a, a continual contact, then they will penalise the last part. The of last it. part of it. Well, surely you could say you could just stumble from the halfway line. <laughs> well, technically you could. Uh, you could just someone keeps kicking you until you get to the box uh, and just <laughs> fling yourself down. Penalty. 
<laughs> it's like the handball rule just boot the ball off somebody's hand and you get a penalty <laughs> and the thing was Tavernier missed it anyway yeah I mean we're talking <laughs> about a penalty it wasn't even scored <laughs> credit to the goalkeeper there by the way as you could say just standing his ground and sticking his fist up cracking save there you're not going to do a panenka on me he said <laughs> no as he stood down the middle so it was that it was, it was all happening there at, uh, at Ibrox and uh, for and, and, and like we say, I mean, we don't want to, to slaughter David Monroe, but I mean, um, you know, he'll have a, a few sleepless nights over that performance, will they not? He's had better days. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Celtic St Mirren was equally um, controversial, if you like, in terms of a big penalty call and a red card decision. Listen, Celtic were in control of the match, but it was only one nothing at that point. Leo Labada's shot. Uh, catching uh, Richard Taylor on the left arm as he as he flew himself in front of it with his fellow defender to try and block the shot. Red card given and a penalty. I mean, it seems brutally harsh, Des. I think it was brutally harsh. You can't deny that the ball struck him on the arm. But as we've said numerous times, he's falling in a natural position. Where is he meant to be? The proximity. You're talking, what, two yards? Mm-hmm. There is no chance for him to get out the road. Either. I can accept the penalty. Absolutely. The red card is extremely, extremely harsh. What's more compounding is it took so long. Yes. Stephen McLean didn't give the penalty. No. He's then went to VAR. Yep. And he's been about three minutes, I believe, to, it might to have then. Four, that was ridiculous. Three, yeah, it was three, massive. Four minutes long. Yeah. To get to that decision. I don't think, if you ask Stephen Robinson, I don't think Stephen Robinson would have any complaint going, yep, handball, penalty kick, but why put them down to 10 men when it's unintentional? And we go back to it again, intentional. Unintentional. It's completely unintentional. And we look at a penalty that was given or wasn't given in England mm-hmm. thereafter, which came from a further distance, yep. which we'll come to. Yep. It's only in Scotland we're having this having this dilemma. So but why why is the red card given? Because it's denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. So mm-hmm. the referee has decided, or sorry, the VAR has decided mm-hmm. that a badder shot's going in. A badder shot's going in. That's that's can be the only interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. He's decided if he doesn't touch that ball with his hand, the ball's going in. Okay. But how's he? He's made a genuine attempt to try and block the ball mm-hmm. and his hands in a natural position. I think it's double jeopardy there. I, I really do feel sorry for... for yes, yeah, so I'm playing really well. I mean, I'm not saying they had Celtic on the ropes, but at 1-0, you know, they're, they're holding them and you felt the game as it was going on, you know, the pressure would have started to rise in Celtic. Mm-hmm. So minimum have found a bit more confidence and potentially could have got something out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't a penalty. I think it was. I think it was crazy the length of time it took to, to come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. I was astonished that uh, Steve McLean didn't see the initial handball and give it straight away. But sending off the play, I thought it was just really, really harsh. It's yeah. just, yeah, if it's the rules, it's the rules. But Just for a bit of devilment, Stephen Robinson, you said you would have been happy with the, the penalty, but not the red card. He's actually advocating there was a foul against one of his players in the build-up to the move. Alec Gogic thrown to the ground by Dyson Maida before he passes the ball to Leo Labada. So how far back, I remember we talked about this before, how far back do you go in a move to, to, to discern if there's been anything else involved? I think they always say it's the, the starting of the promising attack. But Do they look at that though? Are they looking for other things or are they only studying the, the penalty incident? I think they would be they'd certainly be looking at it and mm. they'd judge that the, if Maeda's um, had the, the foul on uh, Gogic, mm-hmm. uh, it's not deemed worthy of, of reconsideration. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't think it was a foul. I looked at it, but um, he's kind of wrestling for it a little bit. But Gogic goes to ground. So yeah, well, Gogic is he's, he's a big lad. He's yeah. a big lad, and yeah. he's not uh, he's not one to fall down easily. Mm-hmm. So um, no, no, I, I I wouldn't be concerned about that. And look, just like you touched on, I mean, the total opposite happened in English football, which has been in meltdown for the last 24 hours. 
because of uh, major, major VAR decisions down there. And it's interesting because they, they haven't really had too many controversies over the last sort of, four years since it's been in, Des, but it was it was a chaotic weekend down there for, for a number of reasons. We just start on the on the, the, the West Ham of Chelsea one, just sort of highlight, you know, the frailties and the differences between what happened in Scotland and England. Um, Chelsea have a shot on goal. It's blocked by Tomas Suchek uh, with his left hand. No penalty, no yellow card, no red card. Carry on. I think you're being quite kind there, saying that it was blocked. Uh, Again, I think it's a good save actually, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll go back to my <laughs> I'll go back to my my good friend Connor Goldson and the stick I've been receiving. Uh, <laughs> that was a save, and it's came from a distance. Now Suchek is probably about eight yards away, mm-hmm. so he's plenty of time. But his body has fallen. Mm-hmm. He has fallen purely and deliberately to make contact with that ball. So how the referees missed it, how VAR has missed it, and um, I think at the time it's uh, Neil Swarbrick, who's the head of VAR for the English FA or English professional game. So the top man is in charge of VAR for that game? Yes, the top man is in charge for VAR that game, and the top man got it wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the hit for that one. The top man got it wrong. Top man must have been at the toilet. He must have been putting on the kettle for a cup of tea or something. Mm-hmm. But that that was, we've said that Goldson's making more saves than Alan McGregor. You so, just said that again there, Des. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But was, was, was Suchek's handball not worse than Richard Taylor in the Celtic game? Uh, in the sense that Taylor's flying out you know, I would say Suchek's he's attempting to block it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's a save and he's Aye. got such a distance. Mm-hmm. Now, Richard Taylor is from, what, two yards, three yards that Abad has hit the ball off him? Uh-huh. No, you can't defend that and I certainly won't defend it. It's a penalty kick and it should be a red card and that's the sending off, not the St Murn one. And we don't see too many big, big mistakes in, in the Premier League in England because they've got so many cameras and they've got such resource. To, to cover everything off, but there was a massive mistake in the in the Arsenal game as well, and uh, it could end up costing them the title, couldn't it? Des? Yep. So originally the the focus was on Ethan Pinnock. He was fouling the the Arsenal player. It wasn't just fouling him. He was in an offside position mm-hmm. in the first phase of play. Yeah. Then the ball comes back across. The second phase, Christian Norgard, he is offside, and even worse, we then get the goal. Mm-hmm. So. The matter of deliberation on it should be, right, the goal and then work it back. Yeah. So they've got it wrong twice mm-hmm. um, and that can, that kind of a major impact on Arsenal end of the year. Are these two points going to cost them the league title from, from where they've been travelling? Um, no, it was it was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. And just to clarify, so it was Norgard crossed the ball for Ivan Tony to head the ball into the net which ended up giving Brentford a 1-1 draw. And Lee Mason was the, the man responsible for that particular incident and he didn't he didn't put the lines in for the, the offside. No, so, I mean, Lee Mason, he's a dedicated VAR official. Mm-hmm. So that's his only job. He's not on the pitch. His only job is there to be in the studio, to look at it, but not to draw the lines. Have we heard why he's not drawing the lines? Has he come out and said, or has someone come out and said why he just chose not to do it? No, they've just said it was a, a mistake. It was an error on his part. <laughs> a human, a human error is what um, is what Hubbard Webb. But how can you forget it? to do that? Do you think he's just been too? Co- he's been confident, going, "That's ah, fine. I don't need to draw a line. I'm qualified enough as it is." Do you think just arrogance comes into play in that? Has to be. What else could it be? Unless, unless, like Des said, he wasn't actually watching it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if that's your job for that ninety minutes, and he's obviously in communication with the Stolte Park and communication with the referee, how are you not on a goal decision? We, we keep being told goals get looked at. Penalty kicks get looked at. Those are the two most important things in a game. 
So why 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 not even drawing that line? I think that's a, a huge, huge human error. Could there be any repercussions for the English FA off the back of that? So let's say Arsenal do lose a league and that two points would have won them it. Could they, let's say, could they take any legal case against them? I mean, clubs get fined all the time for putting up banners. They get fined for fans with flares. They get fined for players being abusive. You know, all these things. Where's the repercussions for the FA off the back of that? Well, I think you have to go by the decisions that are made in the match. Once the game is completed, then I don't think there's any way back unless there's been proof of uh, wrongdoing or, or cheating or something like that. Or bribery or corruption or... Well, the guy's not ever, never drew the line, so... I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. But it was just stupidity yeah. rather than, you know... Or negligence. Negligence. That's, that's the word I was going to say. It's negligence. negligence. Stupidity yeah. is maybe a bit harsh. Uh, so, yeah, that's an interesting point, but very difficult to prove, isn't it? Yeah, maybe start a wee campaign on this podcast. Exactly. And, of course, Arsenal play Man City this week, so... Uh, yeah. What what I think the best, thing is, the best thing to come out of is Howard Webb, obviously, there was incident in the... Crystal Palace Brighton game yep. where they have drawn the line but they've drawn it wrongly <laughs> <laughs> they've got a, uh, they've got Tompkins and Guy mixed up and it was a perfectly legitimate goal yep. and he has drawn the lines and got it wrong so you're going one you've got it wrong by not drawing the line two you've got it wrong by drawing the lines and Howard Webb for me has come out and shown absolutely tremendous leadership he's come in there and he's come out and I'll quote him what he said he goes mm-hmm. similar mistakes cannot be made if managers and players are to retain trust in this system. Now, we've only seen a glitch in English football in VAR for the first time in four years. Four years, yeah. What are we getting every week in Scottish football regarding regarding handball? Mm -hmm. So he's come out, he's made this statement, he's phoned the clubs saying that we've made errors, referees have made errors. He's called a meeting of all the referees on Tuesday, apart from the ones that are involved in European football this week. Mm -hmm. He's come in, he's made a statement, we're going to sort this, we're going to look at it, we're going to see why we got it wrong and we're going to re-educate or re-coach, whatever way you want to phrase it. We've had this since October and we're getting it every single week. And where is the leadership? Deafening. Or the transparency. Two words that spring out with Howard Webb coming out and doing that is leadership and transparency. Taking ownership as well and going, look, this is not good enough. We understand your frustrations. People all of a sudden, it humanises them as well. All of a sudden you see these people as either they're not robots, it's not artificial intelligence, they're going to make mistakes and they're admitting they make mistakes, but they're saying, but we're going to make it better. Yep. It's simple leadership in Scotland that's still, you say, it's deafening. We don't hear anything. We don't even hear protection for referees. Well, no. this is it. I mean, they, they could make life easier across the board. They could explain to supporters. They could um, help take the, the, the stress off the referees who are under fire, you know, by coming out and, and making some public statements on the whole issue. Yeah. I think if they came out and just made a statement on the handball rule, that is the biggest interpretation. But because it's open to interpretation, I think they'll feel as if they're putting their washing out and hoping hoping something gets right. I, I really don't know. But for me, the biggest thing is Howard Webb, in the biggest league in the world, arguably, has come out and said, my referees have got this wrong. I'm going to fix it. I think that's the best thing that we've seen in refereeing for a long, long time. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, well, fun as ever, guys. A bit of terrific uh, weekend of action. And let's just hope that neither Rangers nor Celtic have to give the ball back to each other in the Viaplay Cup final. We'll see you next time on Get Involved Referee.